0: You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome to Gospel-Centered Rest. It is so good to be back with you, David. Yes, welcome back, Tyler. Feels like it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, and uh, we do want to thank Jothan. Yes. for helping us out. I'm sure you'll hear from him um, in the future as well. So Definitely a uh,
0: huge asset to have Jothan around help, helping us out. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jothan. Well, we're c- continuing this um, this method of of going through what we had talked about on Sunday in the sermon, mm-hmm. discussing that just a little further in our Gospel Centered Arrest podcast. And this past Sunday we talked about 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 18 to 22, a reason for the hope that is in us. And we remembered that Peter's talking to these people that are facing some pretty intense suffering, persecution, some difficulties in their life. And he basically says in this passage, you are blessed. Who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? I mean, how difficult of a message that is for somebody who is facing suffering and difficulty. So I asked that question, David, how do we interpret this kind of message uh, when we face difficulties and suffering?
1: Yeah. Uh, Peter, what Peter does here, um, I think it's at, at first listen, you are like, that is, way too much, Peter. Mm. Like there is no way that you should be saying to those who are suffering dearly, um, even while they're doing good, that they are in some way blessed. Mm. And, but that's the, that's the power of, um, the gospel that is found in every area of our life. So it's not just found Um, in the forgiveness of sins, or it's not just found in family life, or like we saw earlier in 1 Peter, um, before the government, or marriage, or when he talks about slavery, but even suffering. And you can tell that um, the gospel is good news when you can say, there is a blessing, Mm -hmm. uh, even when you're suffering and I'll, I'll just, so people will, people will ask, well, what does that mean practically? Well, what are three things? Um, if you think of three things that, uh, go when we're suffering, well, um, we become afraid Mm. or, uh, we just lose hope or we're just going to be crushed. We're not going to, we're going to suffer and we're going to, we're going to grow more bitter. We're going to grow more um, resentful uh, towards God and towards others. And surprisingly, those are the blessings that are given us. Um, those big fears that we have actually, what happens is we grow to not be afraid. Mm -hmm. We become less fearful, um, while we go through suffering. I think of some sufferings that people go through and I think, man, I would just be so afraid to go Mm -hmm. through that, but they're going through it and, and God has given them grace, to grow less afraid, and they become more bold. Um, they grow with more hope, or they they grow with um, a greater character. Like God is just working in their life, so they are um, more like him, more like his character. So I love what Peter does. He, mm-hmm. we, and, and the other thing that happens is, sometimes when Peter is so shocking, it shocks us and we say, well, I, I don't get that. I don't get how it can be a blessing. And Peter basically says, well, maybe you're looking for a blessing in the wrong place. Um, is it not a great blessing that you grow less afraid, um, that love drives out that fear? Mm-hmm. Is it not a great blessing that you grow in hope? Like, amazing how, how people gravitate, gravitate towards someone who's filled with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things. So, so he, he brings us to the proper place of, of what blessing looks like.
0: And on Sunday... You had mentioned, um, even in verse, verse 15, but in your hearts regard Christ, the Lord is holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Mm -hmm. Now, why would he
1: put that there? Yeah. What is that reason? Yeah. I, yeah. And, 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 and to say, like, we've said this before, Mm -hmm. You have to work through First Peter one and two to get to chapter three. Right. So this question isn't the first question that's asked in First Peter. Peter has explained so many blessings of God, First Peter Mm one. He's explained holiness. He's explained how the blessings of God and holiness work out with the Word of God under government, slavery, marriages, relationships, um, what holiness looks like. So it's not like Peter just pulls this question out of thin air and says, right. okay, believe that it's a blessing and, and we're, how can you live with this hope? He's been building hope in us mm-hmm. for three chapters. So I think that's, um, that's part of why Peter asked that question um, because that is one of the greatest blessings. One of the greatest blessings in suffering is because of the gospel, we actually grow in hope. The very thing that Satan wants to take away from us is the very thing that God preserves and not just preserves, but flourishes Mm -hmm. in, in our hearts.
0: Well, let's, let's just take a moment and think about this from two different perspectives. The first is somebody you love and you care deeply for is suffering and is, and is hurting and maybe they just got some bad news or they're really struggling uh, how would you then approach this conversation with them? Yeah. Do you come right out of the gate and say, "Listen, you got to see this as a as a great blessing," and yeah. and um, God's going to work good in this? Do you yeah. come with that message right away, or how do you how do you get to that point where you can have that kind of conversation with somebody?
1: Yeah, and and I'll, I'll share a few of my thoughts, but I'd be interested to hear what you have to say as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Peter is so insightful because he asked the question right, and so the first thing that Peter does is he actually listens mm-hmm. um, and like we just said it's it's taken Peter three chapters to get up like if you could say it like this it's, it's taken Peter three chapters to get the courage to ask or to ask that question and to answer it mm mm-hmm. They weren't ready for that in chapter one. They weren't ready for it in chapter two. Now they're finally ready for it in chapter three. So I think if someone's struggling and, you know, like, and part of their, part of their struggle is like, I've been such a good Christian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Do you know how many times I've gone and fed the poor or I've spoken up when there's been injustice, I've done all the things that God's required of me. And here I am suffering, or I'm so misunderstood. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do this and yet people hate me, people slander me, um, or, or people hate the good things, um, the simple things that I'm doing. And so I think just giving people an opportunity to express themselves. Mm. Um, and then you go back, uh, or, or you go to that and sometimes, um, People's suffering is not the actual suffering that they're going through, but it's found in one of those three places where maybe they've just grown afraid or maybe they've lost hope or maybe their character is becoming more bitter and more Mm. angry. And um, they're also losing that sense of perspective and purpose and purity in their life. So listening um, and and the the hope um, and the the danger with that question, as you know, is that we'll just give a biblical answer. Right. We'll just throw a Bible verse at them <laughs> yeah. and say, if you know, if you you know, if you know that all things work out for the good of those who believe, then, um, and if if it's a quick fix, but it's not, um, so so for Peter to be able to say, um, you know, there's there's a reason for the hope that's in you. Mm-hmm. What is that? but you really have to understand the person before you 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 hear their or you you explore the answer that mm-hmm. Peter gives
0: and i think that's so wise and it kind of it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the book uh, about having those gospel conversations that's right and even giving people like the gospel gives us permission yeah. to to struggle through this stuff yeah. and to even to say to somebody who's struggling with it say you know it's okay yeah. To to have difficulty with this right now, um, and it's going to take time, and to and to be patient, and long suffering with that person through yeah. that, instead of trying to, like you said, throw Bible verse at That's it right. and
1: to fix it right yeah. away, right? Absolutely, because someone who's asking this question is actually very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, it's it's I'm really hurting, I'm I'm suffering, and sometimes we can see it, but sometimes we can't see it. Um, <laughs> someone in a marriage who is just so misunderstood, like they they are actually seeking to live faithfully in front of their spouse but their their spouse throws all sorts of stuff at them uh, a single person in their friend group um, they just they 're so they 're surrounded by friends but they 're so lonely they 've been trying to do all of this good and but they 're suffering in silence so when somebody we we take it as well it's an apologetic question but it's it mm-hmm. and there are apologetics involved in it but it's very personal it's very vulnerable it's saying um i'm hurting and i thought i was doing a really good job so i don't i don't know what else to do mm-hmm. i don't know what else to do so affirming that that's that's you know, like, just thank you very much for having this conversation with me.
0: Yeah. And I, I can just think of times in my life where I've had these kinds of conversations and sometimes this, this does take a while. Uh, and I, and I can even think about times in my own life where I've been on that end of things where things have been difficult, things have been strenuous and trying to understand the hope of the gospel in the moment is difficult. So how about we ask it from that perspective? Let's say it's you that's suffering; yeah. it's you that's going through the difficulty. You're finding it hard to find the hope in the gospel, to find what even Peter is saying here um, palatable, yeah. uh, digestible. Uh, what would you What would you say to yourself in that moment? Yeah. What do you think is a, is, a, is the best thing for you to say to yourself in that
1: moment? I would I would say the absolute best thing that I would want to hear in that moment is verse eighteen. Hmm. Because the answer, I think, the answer to that question is found in verse eighteen. For Christ, in other words, the answer is not found in an answer. The fa- the answer is found in a person. So I am bringing myself to Christ. Um, everything that Christ embodies, and it's not Jesus, it's not Lord, it's Christ. Um, yeah. And Christ, I-, I think, you know, maybe uh, saying it this way, it's it brings together all of Scripture and everything that we know because Jesus was the one who um, was the promised one to come, equipped, um, Mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit, doing all things righteous. Like everything about Christ that we read in Scripture um, is wrapped up in that one word, and all his love and all his care. And he's the one inviting me to ask that question and to explore that question when I'm hurting. And I want to say, God, this is really unfair. This is really unjust. Um how people are treating me. so I think verse eighteen is the answer that I'm looking for in its most basic sense. I'm brought to a person, um, and Christ will journey with me um, mm-hmm. as I go through this. And then the rest of the verse is just so it's mm-hmm. it's all the blessings of of that conversation.
0: and I love that that's the same thing that the uh, the writer of Hebrews says in chapter. Or chapter 4 verse 15 for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need so Jesus suffered um, this life uh, in such a way that he can actually look at us and say I understand Mm -hmm. I've been there I yeah. suffered this. Uh, I, I suffered the cross. I suffered this life, and I'm 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 here as your as your advocate, um, as your mediator to um, to give you the strength and to give you the hope that you need.
1: Absolutely, and and that's that's verse eighteen, um, yeah. and and Hebrews four connects so well with it. Verse eighteen mm-hmm. is is Jesus suffered in the flesh. <laughs> um, Jesus suffered the the righteous for the unrighteous. Uh, Jesus suffered for sins once for all. And and, and I think that's, that's the amazing answer is, verse 18 is such spectacular hope because um, it speaks of the victory of Jesus at the resurrection. Yeah. If, if we're ever lost and we say, well, there is no hope or I'm losing hope, the answer is found really in one word, in one relationship. The one relationship is Christ, the one word is the resurrection. Mm he rose from the dead. And that's why the verses 19 through 22, and I understand that there's, you know, there's, there's difficult things to understand, but even in, yeah. in the difficult things to understand, the passage is so clear that Jesus won. <laughs> Amen. G, G, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus had victory. Um, and not just over um, worldly powers um, and our sins, the forgiveness of our sins, but all spiritual activity, all darkness, and and maybe there is a greater sense of it back um, in Peter's day. Maybe less of a sense in North America, but there are um, spiritual forces that we don't we don't blame the spiritual forces, but that have influence on us and and over us, and we need to battle that. And Peter already addressed that in a sense in First Peter chapter one with holiness and with praise. Uh, Praise and holiness go together. So then you, and then baptism, like baptism is, is a story of hope. Uh, So baptism is, um, you know, you think of Noah's day, we're saved from the waters of judgment. Uh, We're saved through the waters, not the literal waters, but the picture of waters of Jesus um, in his baptism going down, coming up to new life. Um, So we're saved through the waters. And then that saved through the waters is, this vast salvation of, um, you know, Jesus reigns and, and rules. So mm-hmm. here you are in first Peter or going through what you're going through. Someone's sitting in a prison. You yeah. hear this read and it's like, okay, I have a relationship with Christ. Resurrection and the resurrection power mm-hmm. in me now is <laughs> I have this hope of belief mm-hmm. that Christ reigns and rules um, over this prison, mm-hmm. over this country, and over all um, spiritual forces.
0: I mean, that's the message of the gospel. That's the message of, of the entire Bible. And yep. I can't help but see the connections between 1 Peter and the book of Revelation yeah. where that message is just hashed out even further. Yep. It's uh, connected even further that there is difficulties, there is um, persecutions, there's tribulations that will face the world, but Christ is reigning and ruling and it is um our our responsibility as as Christians and as believers to endure through that and yeah. to put our hope uh put our hope in Christ who is reigning who is ruling yeah um so
1: yeah i love the, yeah we don't have time to talk about it but uh, yeah. yeah it is true there's first peter and suffering and and even the book of revelation and and as i think of uh the book of revelation one of the thing one of the striking things is out of the seven churches, yep. uh, five basically were not doing well. Mm. Um, and so we can read uh, First Peter and say, you know, it, it, it's a time for examination. Um, yeah. And not just as individuals, but as a church. Uh, we're going through some stuff with COVID. And, um, and there's all sorts of responses from all sorts of people as to how we go through this. Um, and some people... Are, are are really, really struggling with this in, in how they, and how it relates to them and in how they relate to others. And, uh, I think that's, that's one of the things I think of connecting revelation is we often read first Peter in individualistic terms, but it mm-hmm. really is a, we're a church family and we'll see that Lord willing this Sunday. How do we love one another? Yeah. Um, how do we love the, those closest to us? Um, how do we love those who we disagree with? Do we, Do we just, um, you know, up and leave in the sense of, um, or or our hearts grow more bitter or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or do we patiently love one another through this? So, um, I, I love, you know, revelation. And then Mm -hmm. as you know, revelation goes, uh, like, it just speaks of, um, how, uh, the gospel impacts us now through all generations, yes. and basically, it's it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, G, the victory of Jesus Christ. This is this is the unfolding of the victory of Christ throughout the ages, um, until we come to ver- uh, chapters twenty and twenty-one that speak of the new heavens Amen. and the new earth. Amen. So, well, thank good. you, David. Thank you, Tyler.